listening to the next segment of the Prefect Talk, where we dive into discussions about the cogs and gears which run Penrith Selective High School. The Prefect Talk, a 15-minute gateway into the minds of the prefects, provides platform to strengthen the bond within the school by providing an open space in which students and teachers can comfortably share wisdom and experience. In this episode, Liz and I will be your hosts and we'll be sharing our own insights about the STEM world and how this fits into today's societal constructs about women and their curated parts. So I hope you guys all listened to Miss Arabai's segment. Um, personally, I think it was really insightful and like super honest with how she talked about the STEM world and how she got into it. Uh, well, to start off this segment, I want to first like paint a picture for you about the STEM world. So in 1970, women, in, women made up 38% of all US workers and only 8% of STEM workers. Um, so this has changed like from 2019. The STEM proportion had increased to 27%. And women made up 48% of all workers. So there's been like a really great change and move towards women in STEM. Yeah, I agree. So for younger g- generations today, what support systems do they have or what guidance do they have to support them in taking up this path? So for example, females today, or at least when we were growing up, um, health or education is, I guess, the norm or what is portrayed to girls um, is the career path they should follow. Yeah, they, like, definitely have that kind of stigma where we're, like, not really pushed, but it's, like, somewhat expected or, like, stuff like that. But stuff is being done to help with that shift towards women in STEM. So a lot more than before. But it, like, I guess, like, it's still pretty scary getting into, like, a STEM kind of education path. Like, I know, like, some of my uni friends, they, like, talk about how, like, there aren't, like, any girls when they go to, like, lectures and stuff, which is, like, kind of daunting, like, walking into that room and it's just, like, a group guys. of guys. Yeah. yeah. I think that can be, like, pretty scary. So have you had any experiences where it's been scary for you? Like, I think I've heard you go into, like, um, courses in uni or, like, this day that you went into um, this club that you said you had. <laughs> Um, I think when I've been going to stuff, so I know there's like the national computer science, I mean, computer summer school camp thing. So NCSS, which is really great. It was like a really good mix of like girls and guys and anything in between. But like, it wasn't daunting then, but I feel like it could have been daunting like ages ago. So they've definitely made that switch is really good. But I reckon I like classes now in Penrith, they like year seven, year eight, they have technology classes where they take coding classes, which I think is really cool. Yeah, because like when we were in year, year seven and eight, we just had like textiles, yeah. free tech, and then the occasional like woodwork and metalwork. And I guess opening up um, those opportunities to younger generations now, like we have at our school, um, is really good to, to allow these girls, uh, like especially girls, to explore these options they have for them rather than sticking to the norm and the stigma around what career parts women should take up. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It's like they have those like compulsory year seven and eight classes. It's like it just gives a lot of people the opportunity. Like it's like compulsory. Like you just you can like go off of what you learn in class and like reach out, like branch out from there and like see what you like and you can like take those other like coding classes that they had after school mm-hmm. like I know I was like kind of interested in it at the time but then I was like kind of too scared to yeah, yeah that's on me 
I guess the blame doesn't fall on you when you were scared to like show up to those courses or coding classes I guess because back then when we were younger girls were like meant to be interested in like I guess textiles or food tech in a way like I guess that was the norm Mm. and um but nowadays it's there's been a lot of change and I could say from personal experience like this is sporting not related to STEM at all but like having a sporting background and seeing the change there is um I think for many girls our age it's it's about trusting ourselves and understanding that is it is okay to not agree with whatever is expected of yourselves like we're not we're expected to be to like food tech or to like cooking or to like sewing I guess but it's okay to allow yourself to go into that mindset that you don't have to fit into the expected um I myself had had many fights with with myself and questioned why I play sports which is said to be for boys like I play cricket and soccer like those those sports are predominantly made or not made but like said that boys are meant to only play those sports but then I realized that I want to be that support system for younger generations to look up to and when they are tossing and turning around like should I play cricket or should I play soccer I want to be able to support them and let them know it is okay and you should do whatever you want to do and whatever you desire. So I guess um, being like those women in society today who are those like, I don't know, female soccer players I look up to, like they're breaking records, they are breaking barriers and I guess um, the classes we have, like the coding classes in year seven and eight, that's like a small like a small instalment into many young females lives to allow them to explore like the stem world like go into whatever you want whatever career path you want yeah like super props to you like you're really like paving that way and like that I, f- I really like admire that about you I don't know if you've like talked about like your plans to like go into cricket like do you have any like insight into like your goals and stuff of what you want to do there yeah, I guess. Like, obviously, I've been in this sporting world for a, a quite a, quite a while now, and it's always been a dream of mine to play on a domestic or international level and represent my country. It would be a dream come true. Uh, bringing it back to STEM, do you think there's enough being done to address these issues? So, yes and no. I know many universities are beginning to a- address this issue, yeah, for sure. I know um, UTS has the Women in Engineering and IT Co-op Scholarship, which is like, you know how they have UNSW Co-op? Yeah. Which is like really renowned. They're bringing in like like a STEM kind of version for That's women, cool. which yeah. is really cool. Like yeah. you get paid. Are, yeah, you, are, you, are you looking to apply for that? It's on my like to-do list. I'm like thinking of um, applying for that. So there are like a lot of scholarships. Like I know like women get a lot like they're more like band-aid solutions honestly because there was this guy and he like applied for like a woman's scholarship oh, really? and he got it because no one applied for it oh my god and that just shows that like women only make up a quarter of the students studying stem in 2019 in australia and it's it's not that much when you when you think of it like 75 percent of like the stem world is made up of males and I think I think it's beginning to change now, but it's still a big barrier for a lot of females. Mm. I know. I'm pretty sure Miss Arabai talked about how like all the 
initiatives that they're going to do like it's just something that'll like phase out over time but like honestly i feel like it's gonna take a decent amount of time for that to like happen yeah i agree um so you want to go into stem right yeah why is that uh i feel like i want to go into stem because it's like an industry that's like really growing and i feel like with what i want to do like later in my life i reckon it'll help people like that service that you can make through tech is something that'll like i know you you want to go into like med health right yeah like i want to be able to physically help people but i guess you can also like innovatively help people yeah through, like so i can make those like services that like ease of like bookings and stuff i guess yeah um so i guess that's what kind of inspires you to pursue that career in stem mm. yeah this is why i've been like i've done like a couple like i did i think they offered it like a while back so i didn't like i think i didn't like during that corona um mm-hmm. online stuff but we had an online uh the university of sydney they offer this like high school fellowship where you do like yeah, i heard about it yeah you do like a first year kind of computer science degree so it's like an introduction to programming which is pretty cool i'd recommend that they also do that with unsw so if you're looking to i think mr long's talked about um some of our students doing university degrees on assembly like last week or something well um so yeah if you if people out there listening right now um especially girls if you want to go into this go into the stem world i suggest like looking at those university programs or um finding ways to like practice your hobbies i guess or practice your interests and not be afraid yeah so with programming i think this is yeah i'm more i'm more like oriented in programming so i know more about that so if you're looking to get into that there are like a lot of online learning stuff you can do so they have grok learning so g-r-o-k and i got sponsored by one of my friends (laughs) (laughs) i got sponsored one of my friends so he he's working on like really cool stuff and like he's definitely like been like a mentor to me he works at a cool tech company and like so I know like I've been in there for like an office visit wow. and um, they like sponsored, they gave me like a free Grok men- membership, which wow. is great. Um, they gave me merch too. I have, That's I think I have so one cool. of their notebooks, but um, yeah. So like, I know like, so, yeah. So I guess this shows that if you like kind of step out of your like circle that mm. society has invented for you, there's so many opportunities out there. So like that scholarship you got, you just got that from like oh it's not really a scholarship it's like okay wait it's like money but it's like free money you know <laughs> but it's pretty cool yeah it yeah. was pretty cool it was really nice it was like a really nice gesture because it mm. like shows that they're trying to like invest in people like like to be fair i like they don't know me like right yeah so it was like a really nice gesture for them to just show like oh yeah like i want to sponsor you and which is really nice. So um, companies out there are willing to, to sponsor like, yeah. people. Which is, yeah, like, I know networking is, like, a really important skill. Like, generally, I feel like the tech space kind of has that, like, yeah, like, the worst you can, like, the worst anyone can say is no. Which is, like, yeah. something I've learned in, like, going to, like, those uh, career meetings and the whole careers team. Yeah, so I guess um, it also comes with, like, learning to 
accept when someone says no and like moving past them but not letting that stop you from yeah. trying new things and reaching out to more opportunities so yeah like in today's world especially at our school if you are looking to go into the stem world i suggest talking to like head teachers or faculty such as tech maths or science and asking for advice um around your subject selections or if you if you have any questions and then yeah like looking into uni stuff like those programs also like branching out like i know linkedin okay it's like a bit yeah it's fun though like you can just like networking in that you get people's insight into like what they do and like see if it fits you um i know miss arabai talks about how like her whole family was stem I found that really oh, interesting. Yeah. Like her brother's like a civil civil engineer, and like, and her, damn, like go yeah, off. And her mom is like a, I can't remember an engineer. I think. Yeah, I think that she comes from a family of thing, and I think that support system is really important. But if you want like to making like making that support system is also really important. So you can do that through like clubs here, and like just showing and expressing your interest to family members. Because like I know a lot of like the majority of parents have agreed that like a stem skilled workforce is really important for our economy it's like 90 percent. that's like that's, that's nine like nine and ten that's like basically everyone <laughs> <laughs> um they've also agreed that like mathematics and technology are important for future employment so i guess don't be afraid to um I know, oh, I know when we were doing subject selections for year 9 and 10, mm. I really wanted to, like, do a tech mm. subject selection subject What'd you end thingy. up doing? But I didn't because I was too afraid to, like, oh, no one's going to do it with me or I'm just going to be alone or this is going to be a bunch of guys. And I mm. guess I was on me. That was my fault. And um, I don't think it's really your fault because it's, like, that, like, I don't know. It's, mm. like, an iffy thing. So... There really won't be a future for women in STEM if there's nothing done by the environment because, you know, climate change and all that. Mm, I know Miss talked about that in her, um, yeah, in her podcast, in her episode. She does, Miss does some really cool stuff. Yeah. She was and that like, religion thing. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah. Um, this is really out. So shout out to Miss Arubai for coming onto the podcast and sharing many insights about the STEM world. We really appreciate it and we hope you all enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really great. Um, thanks for listening to this episode. Um, let us know if you have any feedback or suggestions on our Instagram at the Penrith Perception. This is Liz and Sanduja signing off. Thank you so much for listening to this episode from the Penrith Perception, a podcast made by the Penrith Selective High School Prefects and Multimedia Leaders. To support us and be notified when new episodes are released, feel free to follow us on Spotify. You can also find us on Instagram at the Penrith Perception for more news and to provide feedback for our future segments. The Penrith Perception is mixed and edited by Geethika Erenulithil and Iman Faisal. Executive produced by Su Jong Yu, Carl Serrado, and Dimity Skadanis. Produced by Alina Arago, Jahin Kandoka, Aditya Kumar, Jamima Rumi Jifri, Elizabeth Santoso, Sinduja Suresh Kumar, and Zach Wan. Graphic design by Sofia Gonzalez and Jesse Pranajaja and music by Dr. Saxlove.